I have to say that um, I had a good week. It was a good week, Thanksgiving, and then, of course, a couple good days of football. On, uh, on Thursday, of course, went up and uh, had Thanksgiving dinner at my sister Tammy's place, which is up near Circleville, and almost all but one of my siblings and their families were able to be up there. And I'm really blessed in that all of my siblings can cook. <laughs> and they all married people who can cook. So all the food was really good. <laughs> and I feel sorry, I mean, I'm just, I'm just sorry for all of those who are in families that maybe you can't cook. So, <laughs> so it was great. And uh, I won't go into all the things, but most of the things also were grown, you know, in my siblings' gardens. So, and I got fed because I brought a load of wood. That's what I contributed. So my, my sister lives in an old farmhouse that's quite drafty. And so a load of wood is, is well worth uh, an exchange for food, according to her. So there was then Thursday, which was a great day. And then, of course, Friday, a um, little bit of football played. My alma mater, Clinton Massey, now going to the state finals. Loveland is going to the state finals. And then Saturday, got to see the beginning of the Ohio State game, and of course, the end of the Auburn-Alabama game. Very happy Alabama lost. <laughs> Sorry to all the Alabama fans out there, but we have a, we have a seminarian in, in uh, the um, house there who, uh, I don't even know if he graduated from Alabama. He went there, so he's a true Alabama fan. So we're glad that they lost. That's all I'll say about that. And then, of course, Moeller. And so just great things going on, great weekend. It reminded me, made me start thinking about being at, I was actually able to be at the Clinton-Massey game a week ago when they played Alter. And Clinton-Massey, it's just up the road. It's just up 22, basically. Um, you know, a few miles. It's a rural community. There I am in the stands, and... You know, if you didn't know what their school colors were, you'd have a, you might, if you were in the stands there, think it was Carhartt Brown, because it's a rural community and a lot of them are farmers, and what they wear to the game is Carhartts. And, uh, and I know these people, I went to school with a bunch of them, and now their kids are in the school. And being there, standing in the stands with a friend of mine and watching the game and talking to these people that I grew up with, I realized, you know, I know these people, I know this community, but I'm not rooted in that community anymore. You have to stay there. You know, you have to be there. And you have to be there for a while, and your kids have to be there, and you have to be involved, and now you're rooted. So even though there was a group of guys that I certainly went to school with and I'm able to go down and talk with them, their concerns about the community, about life, about what is going on, whether they got their beans in, all of their corn is in, all of that. That's their reality. That's, that's what they share. And I don't share that anymore because I'm not rooted in that community, which is fine. You know, people pick up, you move, you have things that go on. And then I realized as I was thinking about that that you know, I'm rooted in my family. That's what I'm rooted in. 
You go and you visit, and of course, even on a secular level, this is the time of year when in a very subtle way we're completely reminded of whether we're really rooted in family, in this community, or whether we're at loose ends, do we have somewhere to go, and maybe we don't. I mean, this is the season when people experience either their real rootedness or their uprootedness, right? So on a secular level, that happens. And of course, being with my family, I'm, I realize this is where I'm rooted. These are the people I know, really. These are the people that ground me. And yet, as I looked around the room, I mean, family changes. There's, there's nieces and nephews that unfortunately don't recognize me too well, right? Because you see them once or twice here and there, but then I don't see them on a regular basis like their other aunts and uncles. And some of them, I don't know their names. At least, I don't remember them. So you have to ask your own sister or brother, yeah, what's the name of your kid again? You know, which is always somewhat embarrassing. Yeah, I can't remember that one. So it makes you think about the fact that, yeah, you're rooted in this family, but the family moves on, it changes, and your siblings have their own roots now planted in different places. And you come back together, but it's not the same as it was. Everybody grows up. And of course, mom and dad are still with us and sitting over in the corner. And we're all at some point gathered around singing, um, playing the guitars, singing. You know, but mom's over in the corner with a tear. Because I, you know, this is passing. It won't always be this way. So I think about that as I come to these readings today. And Advent is really the time when the church ask us to look at again, what are we rooted in? Where are we grounded? What's our foundation in? When the wind blows or the flood comes, will we stand? And if so, what do we take our stand on? And in the life of faith, in the life of the believer, Advent is that time when the church reminds us of two things and says this is where you need to claim your roots. The first thing is that we actually need a Savior. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We need God to come to us if we're actually going to live the life that we're called to. We need God to come to us to make us into the people, to help us be the persons that we really are called to be, to experience that joy, that happiness, that completeness, that being at homeness. The, the Christian faith makes this incredible claim, and it's quite radical. Nobody is at home. Nobody is rooted until they're at home with Christ, until they're rooted in God. Nobody. You don't have a home. You don't have roots until they're in God who created us, calls us into being, redeems us. And we cannot do it on our own. We do not build that city of God. We do not climb Mount Zion 
as Isaiah tells us in the first reading. We do not enter into the temple through our own efforts, but through the grace of God. And so the first thing that we're actually rooted in is a recognition that we need the Savior. Humanity needed Jesus Christ to come, the Son of God to take flesh, in order for humanity to be at least capable or have the possibility of experiencing God's love and forgiveness in reality as God wanted to be known. We today still need a Savior if we ourselves, personally, and as a community, are going to know that love and mercy. So as we begin Advent, it will be very difficult for us to experience putting on Christ, to looking at our roots, if we are not convinced that we actually need a Savior. I need someone to help me be the person I'm called to be. I'm not the person that I should be or want to be. And Advent's the time to acknowledge that. And if we do, then John the Baptist's call for repentance makes perfect sense. In a couple weeks when we hear John the Baptist say, repent, now we know why. He's not asking us to feel bad about ourselves. He's asking us to get rooted in who we are, those that need God, that need a Savior. The second thing that Advent calls us to remind ourselves of and to be rooted in is that God promises and God keeps his promise. So we're rooted in the fact that we need a Savior, but we're also then rooted in the fact that God has made a promise based on His name, on His holiness, on His fidelity. And He keeps His promises. And that promise, of course, is first fulfilled in the covenant that He makes in His own blood through the cross and the resurrection. That covenant is continually fulfilled here in our presence in this community through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, through our life of faith. But that promise is ultimately fulfilled in that God calls us home to himself. And that there will be an end, both to our particular lives, but also to the world, to the end of time. And God will be all in all. And we believe that. So we know where we come from, and we know where we're going. And if we, in a sense, Put those truths on, as Paul says. To be clothed in Christ is to be clothed in those two realities. I know who I am, and I know where I'm going. And if we become rooted in that, then we're prepared. The thief will not catch us off guard. The thief of time, which moves on and steals from us every moment, and leaves us only what we ourselves have placed in it, and nothing more. The thief of time will not find us unprepared. And we will be those whom St. Paul names, those who have woken from sleep, those who have put on Jesus Christ, those who live in such a way that we know that our salvation is near now, than when we first believed. So let us ask the Lord 
for the grace of a good advent that we might welcome Christ anew at his coming, at his incarnation, and celebrate with a true heart rooted in him when we celebrate the great season of Christmas and the incarnation of the Lord, our Lord who has come to both save us and call us home to himself. <laughs>